You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith. It is Monday, September the 7th. Locked On Cardinals is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Thanks for tuning in today. We have a good weekend of baseball to talk about today. St. Louis going 3-1 and one so far um, in the series against the Chicago Cubs, winning 2 on Saturday and 1 yesterday on Sunday Night Baseball. Great showing on SNB on ESPN. PN. Um, you love to see it. So far, I'm right in my predictions. I said, you know, the starting rotation changed up a little bit because of, uh, of a Kim, Kim indus- uh, injury, uh, abdominal pain and stuff like that. But so far, I'm right. I, they, they lost on Thursday, or be, they lost on Friday. They won two on Saturday, won one yesterday. So hopefully, I'm wrong tomorrow, or excuse me, I'm wrong tonight that they win tonight instead of losing, and that'd be huge. Um, but we will uh, we'll talk about that. I also want to apologize for being a little bit of an MIA on Twitter over the weekend. I was spending time with my girlfriend who I hadn't seen in a month. So apologies, but I wanted to be present with her. Um, but, but And one more, time, one more thing before we get into baseball. Today's episode is brought to you by something that's really near and dear to my heart, Special Olympics, specifically Special Olympics Missouri. Go to somo.org slash raffle for a chance to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. 20 bucks gets you five tickets. Um, you can buy raffle tickets between now and October 31st at somo.org slash raffle. $10 is the minimum online purchase, but 20 bucks again, gets you five tickets, one extra one for free. And if you enter quickly before October 31st, you can win a trip to Branson or Las Vegas. Um, for every $40 of tickets purchased for the truck raffle, you get one entry into the trip raffle. Again, somo.org slash raffle. Click the green button to buy truck tickets generically. 20 bucks gets you five tickets, one free for being awesome. Chance to win 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck, which is brand new or more. Gotta love Central, excuse me, Special Olympics Missouri. Uh, I volunteered at Special Olympics for many years, so be sure to help them out and for chance to help yourself out as well. So before we get to baseball, I do want to mention um, Lou Brock passed away on yesterday afternoon at the age of 81, one of the greatest Cardinals of all time, one of the greatest base dealers of all time. Uh, held the single season and the career mark for a number of years before Ricky Henderson came along and broke it. Uh, I just wanted to share one memory about Lou Brock, and that was a number of years ago. I think it was uh, 13 or 14. Um, it had to have been at least 13 or 14 because Matt Carpenter is in this story. Uh, my family went to a spring training game in Jupiter, and we stayed for, gosh, must have been three hours after the game. Um, and we were walking away, but we, we noticed somebody that looked like Lou Brock. We thought it was Lou Brock um, in, in the, his car pulling out. And he waved us over because we were kind of afraid to go talk to him. You know, I was 13 or 14 at the time. Um, and and signed, our base, signed my brothers and I baseballs and had a five, ten-minute conversation with us. It was just really personal, really caring. Really, You know, it was nice to see a Hall of Famer like that take the time out of his day um, to, to talk to people, to talk to fans. And, you know, what you've been reading on Twitter and different things like that and posts, it seems like, you know, that was just one of many stories like that for Lou Brock. So... Uh, rest in peace, Lou Brock, and my thoughts and prayers are with the Brock family and Cardinal Nation as they mourn the loss of, of one of the greatest Cardinals of all time, gone too soon at the age of 81. So I uh, wanted to share that memory with you guys before I talk baseball. But 
without further ado, let's talk some baseball. And I know I usually like to start positive on this show, but I figure we'll go chronological order today. We've got four games to talk about, so let's get to it. We'll talk about the uh, Friday game first. And, you know, this Cardinal offense I know is struggling. Outfielders are struggling, scoring runs. Can't find a, a good option there. Seven, eight, nine have been really bad overall, no matter who you put in there. But Friday, you really can't fault the offense too much. The Cardinals ran into, in my opinion, the presumptive NL Cy Young Award winner, Hugh Darvish, who just looked absolutely untouchable. No hitter through um, through six innings or five innings, whatever it was, before Carpenter hit a home run um, off him in the in the sixth. You know, he ended up going seven innings, giving up one hit, just the Carpenter home run, and striking out 11. I mean... I know it was, it's been talked about a lot, but he throws, I think, at 10, 11 pitches or something like that. Um, and you just keep guessing it. The Cardinals take so many breaking pitches for strikes the first pitch because you just didn't know what he was going to throw. He'd mix in a fastball off the plate, and you, you, you kind of relax a little bit, and then he'd throw in another slider down and away that you'd have no choice but to swing at. I mean, the Cardinals were just simply outpitched. Um, 28 at-bats for the, for the Cardinals, which is not a lot, um, with only 27 outs. So, I mean... You Darvish was just simply you Darvish. You, I mean, you're not going to run into a you Darvish every day. I understand that. Um, and it was just one of those days that you got to tip your cap to the opposing pitcher. He was absolutely lights out dominant. Uh, I think before the home run, he started to leak, leak oil a little bit around the home run to Carpenter. But if he doesn't get that home run to Carp, I see no reason why he doesn't go the distance or at least go another inning or two to at least go the distance and complete the game. Maybe he doesn't get a no-hitter, but if he doesn't give up that home run, I think he really does go the distance and, com- and complete the shutout or complete the complete game, whatever it ends up being. But he was he was dominant, and uh, you know Ryan Wick and Jeremy Jefferson were able to come in and slam the door. Game-inning double play by Baez was typical El Mago, tagging the base with the ball, and everybody goes crazy for him. A wild play, you know, whatever it is. I just kind of... Yes, Baez is a great player, one of the best taggers in all the game, but people go crazy for any little play he makes, but that's just my own little side tangent. Um, you know, one thing that is kind of concerning about this game, because the offense, you know, like I say, is what it is, was Jack Flaherty's start. Second time against the Cubs that he's looked rocky, and the Cubs really were able to, to put a good approach on him. They made him, they made him work. They made him throw 69 pitches in just two to two-thirds of an inning. It was Flaherty's first loss of the year, um, first decision that uh, was a loss. Two and two-thirds of an inning, four hits, three walk, or three hits rather, three earned, two walks, and four punch-outs. Um, they, they really made him work. I, I watched this game live, and he was really, um, you know, they, they were laying, laying out the, the, the slider down. They were fouling off fastballs, and what really was the difference in this game for the Cubs uh, was Wilson Contreras. He had a home run in the sixth inning off of Woodford, but he also had you know, you drove in the, the three runs off of Flaherty in the first and in the third. You drove in all four Cub runs. If you can't do the math that quickly, I'll go ahead and tell you. Um, and they didn't get him out until his final at-bat. Um, you know, or, yeah, his final at-bat. He was three for his first three. Uh, Contreras only hitting two forty two this year with the uh, with the five home runs. But I like Contreras a lot in term, just as a baseball guy. You know, as a Cardinal fan, I hate him, obviously, because uh, he beats the Cardinals. But... He's, a, he's an electric talent. He can take over a game like this. He can take over a stretch of games if you need him to. I compare him to Paul DeYoung in that sense because Paul DeYoung is the kind of guy that, you know, we're kind of seeing it now as he kind of gets a swing into things. that uh, he, can, he can take over a lineup for for a week or so. Um, but, yeah, Contreras was the main Cardinals, was a thorn in his side because other than that, the uh, the Cubs were held pretty much in check. Uh, Bryant had a hit. Baez has a hit. Hayward had a hit. And Mabin had two hits. Um 
but you know n- nothing for damage. The only other extra base hit was a Bryant double off of Flaherty in the first inning. So uh, the bullpen came in and did some magnificent work. Uh, Woodford three innings uh, with one run, Webb an inning, and Reyes an inning and, and a third. Uh, both of those guys with, with no earned runs and. This really was kind of a theme for the rest of the th- rest of the series. Excuse me. Um, bullpen comes in and pitches lights out. So Cardinals lose game one. But you know, like I said, that the theme has been set with the good bullpen, uh, good bullpen work by the Cardinals. The theme has been set for the rest of the series. We'll talk about the rest of the series in just a moment. Uh, but first, if you're wondering how you can support me, you can support the Lots on Podcast Network. You can support our sponsors. Uh, one of those sponsors is Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves by saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or saying you're just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is even simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB to complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. Once again, locked on, or excuse me, getroman.com slash locked on MLB. Getroman.com slash locked on MLB. So we've got the one loss out of the way for the Cardinals, uh, loss on Friday. Saturday, Sunday, we're some good, was some good baseball to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Um, before we talk about that, once again, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. More interaction coming with that next number of weeks. And just a shout-out to you guys. My listenership was up a lot uh, last week, so much so that I got a shout-out on the uh, weekly newsletter from Locked On Network uh, to all of the podcast hosts that were very close to a top 10 um, in terms of MLB listeners. So keep it up. Spread the news. Tell your friends about it. Tell your Cardinal friends about it. Tell your baseball fans about it. And if somebody's just looking for a podcast, tell them about it. Make sure to subscribe to the show to stay up to date um, on wherever you're listening to your podcast and rate it as well. Uh, appreciate you guys because um, you guys are what, what keeps my listenership up. Obviously, and you guys are what keep me doing this. Um, so I really appreciate it. So without further ado, once again, let's talk some baseball. Uh, first game on Saturday was, you know, a typical Adam Wainwright start this season. Uh, he started off rough, gave up a home run to Ian Happ, then three scoreless innings and was almost able to, to finish it again. Almost back-to-back complete games with a 39-year-old. Um, was only able to go six and a third um, on 95 pitches, he gave up a hit with one out. <clears throat> excuse me, with one out to Nico Horner in the top half of the seventh. So Schilt didn't want him to face Hap. And he goes, comes in, uh, gets an out, walks a man, and then punches out Rizzo to end it. Um, once again, good work by the bullpen. We talked about it. It's a, it's a theme. But this start by Adam Wainwright is ridiculous. It's his first time going 4-0 in his career, which shocked him in a post-game press conference interview. His ERA sits at 2.68, and just his moments as a St. Louis Cardinal this season, like the meaningfulness of his starts has been huge. He was the first start back after COVID. He goes five innings to save the bullpen. Um, you know, And then two starts in between there, 
he has a rough start and then retires 15 and 11 men in a, in a row, respectively, in two different starts. And then as at the um, right before they get swept, they're they're trying to fight off a sweep. He goes the distance against Cleveland, saving the bullpen and just a really meaningful start. And then tonight. Um, after a tough loss on Friday night, he comes in on Saturday, sets the tone with six and a third, six punch outs, and just the two in runs on the two home runs by Hap. Um, he just—he's the leader of this team. He's able to to move past rough starts um, within a game and move past rough innings, even, and just really, really pitch well um, and save the bullpen. He saved the bullpen really every single start that he's had. You know, four and zero oh, um, is nothing to sneeze at, nothing to laugh at, nothing to look over. He he has saved the bullpen and, and set the tone for the team in each of his starts. Um, and, and the, the start was no exception. Cardinals offensively only able to muster up five hits, but they were able to work six walks. They, they, they got the pitch count up on, on the Cubs pitching staff. Uh, he had RBIs this game from, from Edmund, had an RBI. He's starting to heat up, hit the ball hard. Um, and also DeYoung had two RBIs. DeYoung's RBIs were huge. Um, they were they were two outs RBIs, and what what impresses me the most, honestly, with that is that they were two strike RBIs too for for DeYoung. Carpenter added in a two out RBI as well to kind of uh, add some cushion. Something that's a concern for this game. They were two for ten with the runners in scoring position. Um, you know the runners scoring position average didn't go up a lot in this series, um, just because of how they scored via the long ball a lot. Um, but you know they were able to get their hits when they needed the, the two for ten. You know. At least the, the, the young hit was, was a two-out one, so you like to see that. Um, and what you really like to see in game two was um, DeYoung hitting a homer as we move, as we move to game two, um, and also O'Neal hitting a home run. Both DeYoung and O'Neal with homers, you, you love to see that. Um, DeYoung, DeYoung, like I said earlier, can take over an offense for a week. And I'm not saying he's taking over the offense right now, but he's swinging a pretty hot bat. Um, you know, At the end of play on Sunday, his average sits at – um, you know, a very solid 311 OPS of 860. And, you know, like I say, he's got the three home runs and very limited playing time. And for O'Neill, if you can get a, a guy like O'Neill going, if you can get one of the outfielders going to hit about 250, 260 maybe, you know, probably dreaming at this point with how dreadful the start has been for the Cardinal outfielders, um, you know, the 789 has really been an, an, an abysmal spot for St. Louis because Carlson's had his struggles. Carpenter's had his struggles, even though he had a home run and had an RBI in two games. Um, Weeders, whenever he hits there, has had his struggles and very, very limited playing time. I understand that. But, you know, if you can get O'Neill going with a couple of homers here and there, get him some playing time, you know, meaningful playing time, you know, one outfielder can make the difference for this team because Fowler being, you know, sidelined with, with the stomach um, complications because of his medication, that's huge. He was really playing well for this team. Um, so, I mean, you know, one of these outfielders has got to step up. One of the 79 hitters has got to step up. I like what I see from Thomas. You know, his average isn't there right now because of the limited, limited playing time. But I like what I see from him in terms of at-bats. Um, you know, one of these guys has got to get going. The St. Louis Cardinals to be, you know, a playoff threat. I think they're playoff contenders right now because uh, just because of the way that the standings are and the way that the playoffs are going to look this year with the second-place teams getting in it. But are they a playoff threat? Are they really going to, you know, scare somebody in the offseason or in the postseason, excuse me, for, you know, oh, my gosh, we have to play the Cardinals. That's not good. I don't know if they're there yet. So I think, you know, they, they, their offense has to keep proving themselves. And but one thing that does not keep proving themselves is the bullpen because the bullpen has been lights out, shut down, fantastic the entire season. Yes, they have, have they been perfect with a zero ERA? 
No, but these guys continue to step up in the face of adversity and pitch really well. Gomber on, you know, probably a day short notice here or there, gets a start, goes two and two or third innings, five punch outs, doesn't give up an earned run. Helsley comes in with an inning and a third, uh, gives up a run, but eats some outs. Cabrera gets out of a jam, two-thirds of an inning. John Gant, inning and a third. His ERA, one four six. Andrew Miller, scoreless inning in his return. These guys just eat up outs without giving up a lot of runs. Without this bullpen, I don't know where the Cardinals are because their offense has been that atrocious, for lack of a better term. It's been that inconsistent, for sure. Um, you know, you look at it in terms of averages at the end of play on Sunday. Wong's hitting 257, Evans 263. You got the two Pauls hitting above 300, but then you get O'Neill, Ravello both under 200, Ravello limited playing time. Molina 282, that's great, but then Thomas and Bader are both under 250. Um, so. The offense has been inconsistent at best, I think. So it is to see the the offense kind of step up. They scored uh, four, five, and seven, and they're respectively in their three wins. Uh, it, it's huge because in, in game three, Sunday night baseball, Cardinals were able to get to Lester early and really, you know, they they, they knocked him out. And after three and a third innings, they, they took their walks. They got two walks. They scored five runs off of them, two of them via, uh, or at least two hits of those, being homers. Tommy Edmond in the first inning, line drive, and then Goldschmidt with an absolute laser. Three-run bomb, big momentum. Ravello's able to add add to it with, with an RBI, uh, a two-out RBI, I might add, once again. Uh, Cardinals with three for 12. We're throwing in scoring position, but they had two-out RBIs from Ravello. DeYoung had another RBI today, or excuse me, yesterday in the game. So, I mean, you know, I think Ravello's a nice piece. I, I, I really have confidence in him. I know that, he, you know, his average isn't there, limited playing time, say what you will. But I think Ravello's going to be nice, and it was nice to see the Cardinal offense bust out. I know the wind was blowing out at Wrigley yesterday, but, you know, the Cubs were only able to muster up six hits with the wind blowing out. Cardinals were able to muster up 12 with two home runs. Um, Dakota Hudson was able to keep the ball down. Was that his best start of the year? No. He went five innings, gave up three hits, or five hits, three earned, two, two walks, four punch outs, and two home runs. But he was able to eat up five innings and get the win. Alex Reyes goes an inning and two-thirds, striking out three. His stuff looks to get better and better. Henderson Cabrera, inning and a third, four punch-outs. His ERA is now below three. He seems to get better and better. Giovanni Gallegos, an inning with a strikeout. His ERA below one. Everybody that pitched in the game today for the Cardinals, from Hudson to Reyes to Cabrera to Gallegos, have all been getting better as the year has gone along. Because Gallegos, even, excuse me, Cabrera, I think his ERA, or his pitching, excuse me again, is better than his ERA is showing. I think he's pitched better than a 2.92 ERA. Um, and the, Cardinal, or the Cardinals are really able to bust through the Cubs' bullpen as after Leicester they use Winkler, Osich, uh, Wick, Kimbrell, Underwood Jr., and uh, Dermody. Nobody going more than an inning except for Winkler. And that, that's, that, that's big when you've when you got to face Kyle Hendricks tomorrow. Uh, who you really want to play well against. Um, it might might be tough against the professor, but, you know, getting a series win is huge because the Cardinals, at worst right now, they lose tomorrow, will sit two and a half back against the Cubs. The series win is a series win. That's great for St. Louis. If they could get four to five, that would be huge. That would... That would honestly, in my opinion, propel them to the division. Because tomorrow's game is going to, excuse me, tonight's game is going to be tough. Yohan Oviedo is facing off against Kyle Hendricks. Um, Oviedo, um, in, in his uh, his last start, three runs, four and two thirds innings against the Reds. So not not great, but pitched really well against Chicago last time. So I hope my prediction that the Cardinals losing t- tonight or this afternoon is wrong. I hope they win, but I, I just I just really have. 
little confidence when the Cardinals face the professor of Kyle Hendricks. Uh, I love Kyle Hendricks as a baseball fan. Cardin- as obviously, as I've said this a thousand times, I feel like this podcast for kicking myself in the shooting myself in the foot with this kind of thing. Baseball guy, I love him. Great pitcher, but Cardinal fan, I'm kind of done with him facing against the Cardinals. But nevertheless, uh, Hendricks against Oviedo um, tonight. So be sure, sure, sure to tune in. I'll be back on the Twitter for the most part, tweeting as much as I can. So and then also stay tuned for either Tuesday or Wednesday for Nash Walker and I to do a crossover show um, as the Cardinals play a doubleheader against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, obviously, I'll be tweeting that out, letting you guys know on my Instagram as well when those shows will be. Uh, but that's all I got. A lot of baseball. Super happy with how the Cardinals played this weekend. Hope you guys are too. Once again, show Instagram and Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com with any comments, complaints, or concerns. Um, And thanks for listening. Once again, my listenership is growing week by week. Huge um, thanks to you guys because without you guys, I could not be doing what I'm doing. So that's all I got for this Monday edition of Locked On Cardinals. My name is Lucas Smith at LJ Fastball is a Twitter handle. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay well, have a great day.